This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, we are back. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy, here for your uh, listening uh, pleasure, I guess. Uh, we're on show <laughs> number 138 uh, today, and uh, it's now December. Woohoo! One month left of 2020. I'm very thankful that, that I know there's nothing magical about the number changing, but somehow in my mind, I'm just like, okay, new year, fresh start, you know, and, and even though it's 2020 this year, technically next year is the first year of the new decade because, you know, the zero and the one and everything like that. Uh, so I'm just very excited <laughs> about it. But um, here we are in December. Welcome Ooh. to December. Hopefully your Thanksgiving was good. Uh, I'm here with my friend Andrew, uh, and uh, we've got another hopefully good show for you today. Our word of the week this week, we're going to start off fresh with that, is uh, quite fun. And um, we were talking about fun words earlier, and uh, this is not one that came up out of it, but the word of the week this week is unctuous. And uh, Webster says it's having, revealing, or marked by a smug, ingratiating, or false earnestness or spirituality. Um, Sounds complicated. So, yes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> unctuous is not necessarily something that we want to be. Uh, but the reason I chose that is because we're going through our uh, walk through the steps. And this week is step five, uh, which we'll get into later. But that fits in with that unctuous uh, idea, and um, I'll explain more about that as we go through and, and look at step five. But uh, this is the Mess It Up podcast, and we are on a lot of different uh, social media platforms that we'd love you to join into. Uh, somebody, and I'm recording this before it happens, so I don't know who, but somebody won uh, a Starbucks card on Friday for uh, being involved on social media. So it's just that easy for you to get involved on social media. Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. And uh, go to our Reddit uh, spot, uh, which is Messed Up Ministries, and uh, just, you know, join in the fun. It's more fun with social media when there's people being social. <laughs> so, sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee. Um, so we're there. Uh, if you want to help out the podcast, easiest, fastest, quickest way to do it is to give us a rating on whatever podcatcher you're using just rate the show and that bumps us up in their algorithms. If you write us a nice review, that also helps because it shows that people are listening and care. And it also makes me feel good when I read your uh, your friendly things about the podcast. It's uh, nice every once in a while to go in there and look and see what people have said. So I appreciate those of you who have reviewed the show. Uh, if you haven't reviewed it, just go ahead and take a little bit of time to do that and I would really appreciate it. If you wanna be financially supportive of the show, we are 100% listener supported through our Patreon page. So if you go to messituppodcast.com, click on become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, you too can help support the show financially uh, and uh, get a little bit of swag out of it as well. So thank you to all of our patrons who are there and uh, for people who are considering it, um, give it a try. If you don't like it, you can quit at any time and uh, we just appreciate everybody who's done something for the show. So thanks for being involved. And without further ado, uh, I want to introduce again uh, my friend Andrew, who's here to uh, to join in this show for Step Five. Hey everyone, uh, my name's Andrew. I'm the worship director for Celebrate Recovery out here in Ridgecrest, and yeah, it's 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 a great time to always be on this show and and talk with y'all. So 
excited to be on the show yet again. Yes, it's going to be awesome. And today we are doing, we're back to our step through, or walk through the steps. Today is step five. We talked about step four last time and saying that that's the one that a lot of times we lose people on. Step five can be even scarier than step four for people. Oh, yeah. uh, so it, it says, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. And the verse that we have for this one is James five sixteen. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It's quite a big deal to write down everything that you've done, that, you know, this this searching and fearless moral inventory. Another thing altogether to now sit down and share that with somebody. Andrew, when you did this, which did you find harder, the writing or the sharing? It's a great question. I think the writing was harder for me just because I had to think of it. The uh-huh. sharing, it was, it was there on the paper, so I just read through it. Um, For me, it ended up being jumping back and forth between step four and five a few times, though, just because each time I met with my sponsor, like, hey, hey, you're a little too negative. What about some of the positive (laughs) things that you you did? Like, there's good things that came from those things. Why didn't you talk about them? Right. And, uh, but yeah, the writing of them and thinking about that part, that was definitely harder than, than sharing, at least for me. Yeah, for me, that fourth step, I, I loved the fourth step. I was a huge fourth step guy. It's draining. The sharing was, uh, you know, step five, I was anxious. I was like, let's do this. Let's, you know, I, I've got this and I've done it, but let me tell somebody else about it um, and, and share that. So it was um, very, um, you know, I just, I could feel the weight come off. It was like, all right, secrets are gone. You know, now somebody else knows my stuff and I'm not having to keep that secret. And... It was it was just very relieving to me, and it, it lightened my load, and I felt a lot better having done it. Um, I have a, a one of the guys in my uh, prison fellowship uh, CR inside groups, uh, Scooter. He uh, he he has one of my favorite step five stories because he was a, a AANA guy out on the streets before he got locked up, and he did not want to do this fifth step. And so what he did, which I do not recommend, um, it completely subverts it and he sees the wrongness of his ways, but it just amused me that he went down to Home Depot and hired a day laborer who did not speak English (laughs) because he knew he had to share his fifth step with someone. So he hired him to just listen to him share because he didn't know the guy and the guy didn't understand. And and I said, well, Scooter, you know, it should be someone you trust. You know, the the whole idea is to build some accountability. And, And so he sees how he was wrong, but... But that always cracks me up. So anytime we get to step five in the prison, I always lean over to Scooter and have him tell his story uh, because it, uh, it was definitely a creative uh, way to do it and, and to get out of it. Um, what was your experience with your fifth step? You, you said you kind of went back and forth, but when you finally sat down and, and did that, uh, what was that like for you? I don't know. I, I guess for me, I, I look back at it and I'm like, I feel like that was boring I don't know why. Um, part of it is because you know that was my first time through, and maybe the second time through and onwards is is probably going to reveal more more of my junk mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, that's sort of kind of how mine went. It was just okay. We're done. Let's move on and let's keep pushing. Um, but I, I think part of it is that 
I didn't choose one of my more difficult struggles to work on for my first step study. Okay. For me, that um, it, I always like to keep it. And when I'm, when I'm listening to somebody's fifth step, um, I, I try to encourage people to keep it real sterile. You know, like you said, just read it. Um, I don't let people go off on tangents and tell stories about it. It's like, you had your chance to write it. I gave you a long time to write it. If you didn't write it, I don't want to hear it right now. Um, because I feel like if it's, if it's sterile, you can just get it out. And it's just, to me, it's a system dump. We're flushing everything out and, and getting it out there. We can deal with it once we see it. Um, Bev and I watched the uh, show we call it, uh, Could It Be? But it's, it's the Curse of Oak Island. And you know, they'll dig up dirt and they'll look through. They'll go with the metal detector and go through the spoils looking for stuff in that stuff that they pumped out and, and, and got out of an area. Because sometimes it's just too much to sift through. And, and, and you've got to get it out there and just look at it. Um, this last week, I built my first Lego kit in about 40 years. Uh, I was, I was 1980 last time I built anything with Legos. And my daughter gave me a, a, a Lego kit for friends, the, the friends uh, coffee shop set as a Lego kit. And so Bev and I decided to make it uh, last week. And if I would have just taken all the pieces and tried to put it together, it wouldn't have worked. But I, I took them, they kept them separated. I, I took you know this bag and put it on the table and then kind of sifted through it to see what was going on and um, you know have it make some sense to me. And that's what I have to do with my fifth step. You know, just go through and keep it sterile, keep it, you know, very unemotional so that I could just get through it. Um, how long did it take for you to to do your fifth step uh, not like like you know from sit down to start you know what was the time that it took you to get through that so when I went through it um, I guess if you add up all the different times a total of maybe three four hours um, since I met with my sponsor two different times to, to go through this step um, so about two hours each oh okay um, for me it was a while. It was a little over an hour, I think. And I, I've sat through. Have you have you listened to anybody's? Have you been on the, the sponsor side of it? I have been, yeah. And did that? What was that experience like for you on that? Uh, I felt like the person that I was sponsoring uh, was going through a similar thing as myself. So I, I saw a lot of parallels, mm -hmm. and, and I think uh, yeah. It, I I don't know if it brought more light but it did make me rem it did remind me that hey next time around I, sh I should do that step study again and, mm. and maybe choose a different sponsor to see if they could uncover more of my junk right right yeah I for me you know I've listened to some I, I listen I went to listen to a, a step five with one guy I was sponsoring one time and he had like two pieces of paper. I was like, well, this won't take very long. And uh, I always let my sponsee pick where they want to do it. And most of the time they choose a restaurant. And so we just find a, a place in a restaurant, which is, you know, pre COVID obviously. Um, and just sit and, and do it. And I was like, well, gosh, we won't even get our food by the time he's done reading his, <laughs> his step. And another guy, it was like, it, it took some time. And, uh, but the one that was my favorite, I guess I listened to a guy and he had pages and pages and pages uh, but he was on travel down at, um, uh, oh 
gosh, what's the island in San Diego uh, in the Cor- Coronado? Uh, yeah, so he was at Coronado, and so he had me out there because uh, he worked for the Navy. So he was out there. So we just sat at Coronado Beach, uh, you know, out on a bench by the uh, Hotel Bell, and uh, people walked by, and, and we were there for hours until the sun went down. Uh, and it was really, it was a good experience just, just being able to get it out. And, and I like that. I like doing it in public because you can be there in public and, and you can talk. It's not like, you know, if you're in a house, sometimes it's like, okay, we got to kind of whisper and it gets loud or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in public, after a while, you just sort of forget with the noise of the beach going or a restaurant. It's just like conversational. And, and I love to watch I love being a sponsor. It's my favorite part is listening to <laughs> watching light bulbs go on. Um, did you have anything with as a sponsor or a sponsee, any revelations doing this? Like, was there any light bulb moments that you remember? I'm trying to remember. I, I think I, I've mentioned that already. Um, I, I think it's really that it helped to affirm that, you know, as much as we could go through this once, it's a thing that we're going to continually go through of the steps. You know, we're going to continually go through this throughout our life, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be new struggles, more things to, to, to work on. And, and I think you said something last or uh, last night, Paul, where you talked about, you know, like I'm celebrating from celebrating recovery from this mm-hmm. struggle, but I struggle with this, you know, so it's, it's not that you go through this and you're healed and you're done, you know, and that's really what, no kidding, both cases reminded me of or just helped to enlighten, right? The yeah. fact that, okay, I'm working through this. I've got all my junk listed for this particular struggle, but there's character defects to work on. There's other things that are inherent in sort of who I am right. that I realize I need to work on. Yeah. Whether it's listening to somebody and be like, oh, I, I do that too. And I'm wondering if they're struggling the way I am too in that way or just sharing that period, right? And it's all really just, okay, well, I need to keep working on myself. Yeah. You know? And that's my light bulb that, oh, you too? You know, there's, <laughs> there's so much relief to me in being like, oh man, I thought I was the only person who ever thought that or felt this or did that or you know, acted this way. And when somebody else does, I'm like, oh, great. And, and now when I'm listening, because, you know, having about 18 years of sobriety now behind me, and I can listen to a person who's a year in or, or less and think, okay, I, I was there. I remember when I was there and I didn't know what it would feel like when I wasn't. And I didn't think I could get there. And now I look and I, and I can see, I get so much joy and hope for these people. Like, I know where you've been. I know where you're going. It's going to be good. You know, it'll, it'll take some time, but it's going to get good. You know, and it, it, I love seeing the process on that and watching the growth. Um, my favorite light bulb was a guy that I sponsored who struggled with some stuff. And it was really, really difficult for him to get that fourth step out because he had kept it stuff for so long he didn't get into recovery until he was well into his 50s and so he had a lot of baggage you know i mean i love seeing like when you come in you're in your mid-20s i'm like oh andrew is so blessed to be so young coming into recovery because he doesn't have all this garbage to sift through and, and uncover but this fella had a lot of buried stuff and then this the traumas of youth you know as, as we get older they, they just sort of start to 
fade into the background and we really have to, you know, polish to get that stone to shine. And he'd been carrying some stuff around. And, and my favorite part of that fourth step is, is the last column, the, the what's my responsibility column. And so when I asked him to read this, my responsibility, he had this incident that happened with his mother when he was eight. And it was life altering. I mean, his whole life pivoted on that moment where this really traumatic incident happened with his mother. And I said, and read me what's your, your fourth, your, you know, the fifth column on this. He said, well, I shouldn't have done this to make her mad. I said, hmm. let's, let's backtrack on this a little bit. I said, you want to tell me again, what was your responsibility in that? He said, well, I, I did this and made her mad. So she reacted like this. I said, hmm. and you were how old? was eight I said really and your mom was a grown-up yeah and you were eight and you made her do this because you were eight and I just saw the scales fall off his eyes and at first he kind of just slumped and I could see tears and then he just his shoulders moved back in his head and he just like breathed in and it was like that's the day that he was born again it was right there he's like that wasn't my, I've been carrying this for the last 40, 50 years, and I was a victim, it wasn't my, and it, it changed his whole life. It was just like a completely different person from that point on, and I just love seeing that. That just, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it just makes me wanna keep doing it, you know, like, <laughs> we don't have to carry around this baggage, you know, we can put it down, and, and we've got the tools, we've got, you know, we've got the higher power to help us through this. So it's, it's fantastic. I love, I love the process of step five. I know it can be tricky. And especially with guys, it seems like, you know, we can be a lot more reserved and, mm -hmm. and tight lipped on it. Um, I, I think that, you know, women have a, a tendency and this is pain with very broad strokes. So I apologize, but I think there's a tendency to be more talkative as women guys tend to go and just analyze like how can i fix this and and we're, we're already working on what's the character defect i don't need to share it with you i just want to tell you this is what i've come up with kind of a thing and so i love the the slow process of working through that fourth step and then getting into the fifth step to um make that happen it's it's fun um all right well i'm going to shift gears on us a little bit here uh i last night we had cr and um, Andrew's our, you know, worship director. So I let him take care of all the music stuff. So they were playing music uh, just as, you know, background music while people are talking and whatnot in the, the auditorium. And after they left, the music was still on. I went to go look and there was a band playing that I was not familiar with, but I just really dug the sound of them. And so it, what I've done is I've just pulled up a random song by this group and I haven't listened to it. I just, this is like surprise it. song of the week. <laughs> uh, so hopefully it's a good one. But this is Maverick City Music. And the song is called You Hold It All Together. So we're going to give a listen to it. We're going to give you about 90 seconds. We'll be back on the other side to let you know what we think and talk more about uh, the fifth step.
Hey, welcome back. I love it when we pick something randomly like that and it <laughs> works. This worked. This was not a bust. This was not a failure. I love that. I'm going to be listening to more of uh, Maverick City Music. Andrew, what, uh, what jumps out at you on this song? There's like two pieces to this song that I, I think resonated most. Um, one of them in particular to the step we're talking about and the other to kind of talk about our situation with 2020 and all that kind of stuff. But let's talk with about the step first. So for me, what resonated uh, in that regard was uh, there's a part of the song that says, you know, God of my present, God of my future, you write my story, you hold it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, so this idea of us sharing our story with somebody we trust, mm. right? Yeah. And the whole fact that, you know, it's not us, it's not our fault that things happen to us. It's sin that happen on this world and we so happen to get destroyed and broken and weakened due to sin but it's God who holds us back up together mm-hmm. and that's the story we are to tell. Right. And that's that's what step five kind of talks about. That's, yeah. what, that's what resonated with me about that. Um, the other part of the song that resonated um, in regards to like, you know, the whole situation everyone in this world is in right now, it's, it's that chorus of the song. I'm confident as he's in change, your faithfulness remains. So no matter what is going on in this world and we have one thing we can always rely on and that will never change and that is god yeah is jesus and that's it you know that's and i was like oh wow yeah <laughs> for me i mean the song is called you hold it all together but for me i would call this song or maybe the parentheses subtitle i don't have to and i'm always trying to do all these things and i i'm a control freak and i want to do it's like <laughs> i know what I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to be in charge. I don't have, because God's got it and he's been doing it before me. He's going to be doing it after me. And he's certainly doing it right now during me. So if I just let him, things go so much better. And and that whole idea more than I can fathom or comprehend. Yeah, it, it would blow my little tiny brain if I could see what God sees. And I just have to trust that he's got this under control so I don't have to. Uh, one of my, my favorite people that I ever worked for was the principal at the school where I worked and sometimes he would do something and I would disagree strongly with it. I was just like, this does not cotton to my way of thinking. And I was like, okay, but I trust this man implicitly. And so he knows something I don't know. And that's the reason he's doing what he's doing because he's seeing a bigger picture. He's, he's playing an end game, not a right now game. And you know, he's taking a loss right now so he can have a victory later. And I just have to trust in that. And sometimes I have to trust that even though I'm taking one step back, God's going to be pushing me two steps forward. And the, the sum total will be a gain for it. Um, and, and that whole idea of the plane has to dive before it does the loop uh, to, to gain that momentum. And uh, yeah, and, and it, that's a really important message for me that I don't have to because... I want to get my fingers in there and, and mess things up and gum up the works because I'm, I'm that kind of a, a monkey. <laughs> yeah. So very nice. Uh, Maverick City Music. I'm guessing they're from, uh, from Dallas uh, because they've got shirts on that say Dallas and maybe they're Dallas Maverick fans. I don't know. But anyhow, uh, that was good. Uh, I enjoyed that. And I like the way you brought it in with, with Step 5. Uh, for us again, Andrew, because that is what we're here to talk about. And 
for me, step five has, you know, it's, it's easy to look at it as like, okay, we wrote it down, now we share it with someone. But there's three specific shares that need to happen in step five. We admit it to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Um, which one of those was, uh, I don't know, I'll let you choose, either easiest or most difficult. Talk about those three shares, admitting to God, admitting to yourself, admitting to others, that exact nature of your wrongs. Where, where was the easy part? Where was the difficult part? I think the easy one for me was to someone I trust. Mm -hmm. um, the most difficult are those other two for me. Okay. I'm a very prideful person. So I tend to stand in that denial phase for quite some time. Or if I realize, you know, I've admitted it to myself, but I feel so ashamed that I don't want to admit it to God. Yeah. And I, and I, I just don't want to share it, you know, because um, I grew up being sort of that, that golden boy, that perfect child. And, you know, you have to be perfect. And yeah. you can't admit any failures or... Or a, a big thing that, um, as Filipinos, we tend to want to have this image. Yeah. That everything's perfect. Everything's fine. That's just thinking, is, is face a big deal in Filipino culture? It is big. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, because of that, you know, I've, I, I hide the darkest secrets. Just I, It's not comfortable. It's not normal for me to, to think about because we didn't talk about that. Yeah. We didn't share that. We didn't have those kinds of conversations. I never had that kind of stuff going growing up. Right. You know, and and, and my you know my brother tried doing that when I was in middle school. He was in college, and we were you know very active in our youth group and stuff. And it just didn't feel natural for me, and it, it still doesn't. It's it's hard for me to be able to just open up. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I've gotten better, and, and I know a big part of that is my wife. She's the best thing to have happened to me ever um, in this regard, just because I can really tune into that emotional side that I never had. I never had the outlet before. Right. Realize that it's okay to be not okay, and right. talk about those things. Yeah, and for me, um, I was... Admitting to someone else was a piece of cake. Uh, uh, so that didn't cause me any grief whatsoever because, and, and I had the blessing of going through the incarceration in the court and just my story was out there, it was printed in the paper. So I, I didn't feel like I had to keep the secrets because I didn't feel like I had any I could really keep. The most difficult for me was admitting to myself um, because I did not want to think that's what I had done. And I had such a hard time separating what I would had done from what I was or who I was. And I was allowing my mistake to be my identity. And that's so much what I love about the Celebrate Recovery introduction is my identity is in Christ. It's in my higher power. It's in my forgiveness and my relationship with Christ. It's not, this is what I did. It's not who I am. And, and that was a huge breaking point for me when I got through that. That was such a, just a milestone and things cleared out and the road became like, all right, we can put our foot down now, the, the ice is cleared and I can drive faster because I finally admitted to myself 
And I realized just because I did that, that didn't make me who I was or what I was. And, and society doesn't like that, you know. Society will label me because of my mistakes for the rest of my life. Um, but I know that's not who I am. I know that's what I did. Just like, you know, I had uh, tacos last night for dinner, but I'm not a taco. Uh, it's just what I had. It's, it's what I did in this moment of time. And if you add up the, the, the time of my crimes, the actual physical time is a very small portion of my life. But it creates an impact throughout the rest that, that people want to use that um, as a tattoo. And, and, and I choose not to let it be that tattoo for me. Uh, so that was the hardest part for me was that admitting to myself. Um, and then, yeah, having, I didn't have a problem admitting it to God, but I struggled with God forgiving me because I didn't uh, forgive myself. You know, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is unforgivable kind of thing. I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, now that you mentioned that, mm -hmm. I, I do feel that a lot too. It's, yeah. It's, it's always difficult for me to go, I messed up. Can you even forgive me? Like, mm -hmm. Because I sometimes forget that he is the most forgiving thing ever. You know, like that's... Because for me, if, if I was God, I would be like, well, no, you did this bad. Right. I won't ever forgive you. Like, how could you do that? So to, to really think that there's this creator out there that... Mm -hmm loves us that much yeah it's hard it, you, you can't even imagine no it stretches the capacity of my brain beyond yeah. its physical Definitely. limits yeah <laughs> yeah um it, the thing that really stands out to me in step five also and this was brought up to me by one of my guys in the prison um is that last phrase the exact nature of our wrongs and uh, Artie told me this, and, and Artie was down for, uh, I think he'd been down close to 20 years when he told me this. And he was in, he um, killed his cousin in a fight uh, that was uh, gang-related and drug-related. And, um, you know, he, he killed his, his cousin. And he said for years, he would say, yeah, I, I'm in for, you know, I killed my cousin. Um, I killed a guy. But he said when he did this fifth step and he looked at that exact nature, he had to change the word from killed to murdered. Because killed made it sound, you know, that was the language he used to dress it down and make it seem like, oh yeah, I was involved and yeah, the guy died. But, you know, when he said murdered, it's so much more intentional. And he said, I, I meant to do it. I planned it. I thought about it. I did this on purpose. It wasn't an accident. I did this and I knew what I was doing. And he said that exact nature really changed his life when he was able to admit that because, and it was again, it was an admission to himself that yeah, this was, and it let him get through it. You know, once he got honest with himself, he could get beyond the denial that he was in. You know, that denial is it's an anchor that held him back and I was like, wow. Artie, that's powerful. And, oh, and yeah. that really, it's like, oh my gosh. You know, and that, that exact nature, I, I hadn't focused on it that much. And um, so, you know, that's the thing that really stands out to me now is that exact nature. And I try to look back now and say, what was the exact nature of what I was doing? Because it's easy for me to tell a story and I control the words. 
so I can put the spin on it, you know? Um, it, it's, it, it, and you could look at any news story of the day and see what the spin is. This is either a pandemic or it's a, uh, you know, a, a global catastrophe or, you know, the way that we word, the way we verbalize things, the words that we use really paint or can paint a different picture. You were talking about the word last night. Uh, what was the word that you and Giselle were looking at? The, the uh, opposite, opposite of, of humble. humble. Yeah, and we look at these words, and we're going to use some of them in Words of the Week uh, coming up, but it really makes a difference when you use one word. You know, it, it can be very powerful. You know, you can really paint a lot of pictures. So that sticks out to me, that exact nature of our wrongs. And that can be a intimidating but very freeing thing as well for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a great perspective, and that's something I'll need to think about next time I go through my steps. Yeah. So any, any parting shots about uh, step five? Any final thoughts? I, I think I'm good on my end. I'm, okay. I do appreciate you having, on, having me on the show again, though. Absolutely. Well, uh, we have uh, more of these coming up. We're almost halfway through, uh, so we'll be coming up here. Uh, next week will be step six, and uh, we'll have a Christmas show in there probably or a, a New Year's show or something, but... Uh, by the middle of January, into January, hopefully we'll be uh, through these steps here. Uh, if you are not involved in working your steps, uh, January is traditionally the time that Celebrate Recoveries start a new step study. So if you check on, uh, go to Google and put in Celebrate Recovery Group Locator, you can find a Celebrate Recovery in your area. Or if you want to write to me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com, I can help you find a Celebrate Recovery in your area that you can get involved Going on, uh, on on a Friday night or whenever your local group meets is great, but actually working your steps, that's where the rubber meets the road and that's where change happens, working those steps. So I encourage you to do a step study and then to continue working. It's a lifelong thing. It's, it's not a, a one-year adventure. It's, you know, a change for the rest of your life. You know, it's, it's an eating style, not just a diet because we're not looking to lose weight and then put it back on. Uh, we're looking to change our life and have a healthier way to do it. So uh, thanks for joining me, Andrew. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. If you've got any questions, uh, you can email us. Check out all the uh, social media avenues that we provide. Uh, become a patron by going to messituppodcast.com. Click on the Become a Patron sign or button there, and you can uh, check that out as well. And if you get a patron, you get a swag bag. Oh, yeah. Swag bag is cool. Uh, all sorts of cool things coming at you. Uh, if you want to give someone a gift, you can give them the book. Uh, it's out there now on Amazon, on Apple Books, and uh, you can uh, buy a paperback version or on your Kindle through Amazon. It's called Still in Beta uh, by Paul Pippen. That's P-I-P-P-E-N. And if you're just having holiday blues and you need someone to reach out to, don't forget, you can email me or you can send me a text or a call 760-608-1942. I will get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, but until next time, I guess that's all we have. We'll see you next time we mess, mess it up. up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.